Welcome to Alicia Asks, a podcast series where I ask questions to get to the bottom of the topics I'm curious about. I'm your host, Alicia Kane. This week's segment is questions from quarantine. Amidst the chaos caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, nobody is left untouched. Though less than 1% of the global population is actually experiencing the virus itself, everybody is feeling the effects. From travel bans, countrywide shutdowns and layoffs, to self-isolation, social distancing, and plunging stock markets, we are all touched in different ways. I have Virginia Schmidt on the line with me today. Virginia is a freelance writer and avid traveler. She is currently in Guatemala participating in a language immersion program. As one of three students who chose to stay in Guatemala after the U.S. issued a level four travel advisory, she offers a unique and even looking into the PLQ program that you're in, and it sounds like such a great program. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough, actually, for anyone. Um, who's interested in learning Spanish. Um, Just a few things about that. Um, So I'm currently in Shela, Guatemala, um, X-E-L-A. Also, its full name is actually Quetzaltenango. Um, And it's the second largest city in Guatemala. um, And it's up in the highlands. It's like almost 8,000 feet high in elevation. And I... I didn't know this before I came here, but it's also um, like sort of thought of as like the Central American like capital of like Spanish schools. A lot of oh. people come here specifically to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little did I know. So um, <laughs> part of the reason, part of the reason for that, like Guatemala is sort. Um, I didn't know this either before coming here, but it's sort of known as um, a place that's good to learn Spanish because the people speak with a really neutral accent and there's not like a ridiculous amount of um slang like in Argentina or Mexico for okay. instance. You, you do Spanish immersion, you can live with a family. It's super, super progressive. You learn all about the culture and history and social movements and environmental movements and like sort of that kind of like lens and framework on Guatemala. So yeah, I can't say enough. Almost every other student except me and two other girls have left, fled, I would use the word fled, <laughs> the country. <laughs> Why are you taking Spanish immersion classes? Yeah, so that's a good question. One that I've had to answer quite a few times in Spanish, um, <laughs> you know, because you're always having to answer questions about yourself to practice. You know, I've been saying that I wanted to speak another language. It's kind of gone back and forth between Spanish and French for, yeah, pretty much since I graduated high school. So that was 12 years ago. So I just, you know, I lived in Australia all last year with my partner and I worked there, um, did a lot of freelance writing for projects back in the States. And then also, um, worked in Australia. Australia has an amazing working holiday visa program where if you're under 31, you can very easily get a year-long visa to work and live there. And I worked as a tour guide at a place called Kings Canyon near Uluru in the center of Australia. And then I worked for two months with camels, training camels and taking people on camel safari rides in Broome, Western Australia. Anyway, so basically during this time though, I kind of, my boyfriend and Ollie and I had talked a lot about, um, you know, he had spent a year living abroad 
um, pretty much a year in France and speaks French. And it just felt like this thing that I had always, always talked about in my life, living in another country and learning another language and just hadn't done. But it's kind of like a year where I just finally wanted to do this. Like if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? What a time to be fully immersed in another culture. (laughs) Okay. Right. Because the interesting part of that as well is I am in a, in a way that I could have never even expected because almost all of the other Americans and Europeans and peoples of the Antipodes have left and gone back home. Also a national decision, which I question deeply. I, I, I understand why people went home, but also the fact that that's the message our government's sending when all of the research shows us that, you know, doing an intense quarantine right away could last a few weeks. But meanwhile, we're like sending people from all over the world back home because everyone's freaked out. This is going to last for months and months and months. And I feel like the fact that so many people are going back to the US through airports on planes from all over the world right now, because they've been called back by the government, they're going back into an epidemic and bringing their travel. And I know people are quarantining, but it's just... It's crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. Other stuff that's happening. My, my host mom is telling me, she's talking to Guatemalans that are living in the U.S. that are desperate to get back to Guatemala mm-hmm. because they don't feel safe in the U.S. And they know that if shit hits the fan, they're going to be the last to get health care is how they feel. It's interesting right now how, you know, it's like this idea of like, of course you're safer in the U.S. And it's like, well, am I? Like, I fundamentally don't feel that way (laughs) right now. (laughs) You know, everyone had their reasons for leaving. But I mean, seriously, there were like like a week ago, including at the Mountain School location of PLQ, there were probably 40 students. And now there are three. Wow. So like, like, everyone's gone. (laughs) And I don't even go to the school anymore. Um, My teacher comes here to, to my house. Um, And that is a big part of the reason I chose to stay as well. I'm living with an amazing family that I have really bonded with. The longer I'm getting integrated into a community, or in this case, just a family, since I'm not really leaving the house, (laughs) you know, the more I'm learning about the actual culture and the more Spanish I'm speaking. I just really like it too. I love it. There's definitely been a lot of big waves of fear that have swept through, but um Uh, Right now, you know, I know there's a lot of suffering in the world and I'm feeling for everybody and frustrated at times, but I just feel like we're all also being given, you know, an option in perspective and like so many people are writing about and talking about sort of a chance to slow down and reassess a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like I'm in a really good environment to be doing that. This is, this is a time for us to sort of realize our purpose and what we want to make and want to express. Definitely. I think a lot of creatives are really realizing that during this time. Yeah. And I like something is happening, you know, it really, it's, it's really interesting and it is a time of devastation, but I, I mean, I'm just going to share my truth, I guess. That's all each of us can do. And my experience of it um, is a fortunate one, first and foremost, absolutely. 
Um, again, which is interesting because, you know, I think people here, I'm in Guatemala and they're like, ooh, like scary. But people were scared for me coming to Guatemala as a female by myself before, I, way before coronavirus came into right. the picture. Right. So, and then you get down here and you realize what the people are like and it's like wow that's that's sad that the fear of things you know keeps so many people from not doing things because you know in fact it's just life down here like the same it's and especially during this time we we're spending most of our time in our house so this becomes our whole world and you know this this house is in Guatemala but it's like any other house and um well it's no it's better in a lot of ways which is why I stayed the food is amazing my family is phenomenal i love them genuinely that's the setting i find myself in and it's got all the spaces to do everything i want to do you know, I wish I could walk, but I, I can pace back and forth on the terrace. So mm -hmm. there's that. But yeah, as far as like yoga, reading, writing, staying in touch with friends, electronically, being with animals, uh, learning a new language, you know. <laughs> it sounds like an awesome opportunity that you have there. Three weeks after you arrived in Guatemala, the U.S. issued a level four travel advisory, which required Americans overseas to either return home or shelter in place indefinitely. Obviously, you chose to stay. Um, what did that decision-making process look like for you and your fellow American housemates? Well, I don't think the word indefinitely is in is actually in the text of the warning, but shelter in place. I mean, I don't know. Maybe indefinitely is the wrong word, but without but, but a definite it, end. I'm going to use it. I want to use it because I think it, it totally illustrates this, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the problem is that the message that was sent by the U.S. government was like, leave now or you'll never be able to leave. Okay. So that consciousness 100% suggests that we as a world at that time sharing those messages don't understand what the best practices against a pandemic and to implement quarantines are because it's not to do something really drastic like that that could then cause something to last a lot longer. It's to say, we're closing our borders for two weeks. Everybody stay where you are for two weeks. And that's a very different message than come home now or never be able to. And that was very much the message that we were given. At our school, um, there was a girl, I didn't know her very well, a, a woman, I guess, named Molly, who is a correspondent for the LA Times, went home. And she basically blew up our school group text for those of us who hadn't left already. Because a lot of people have, were beginning to leave already, well, but a week before that even. Because we already knew Guatemala was going to start canceling straight flights to the U.S. We already knew that the borders were closed to new people who had recently spent time in the U.S. and Canada coming in. So that had already scared most people into leaving. Again, more people into traveling during a pandemic. Um, I'm not judging these people because I 100% understand that this is the narrative that we were and still are being given. It's like, get home because you may never have a chance to get home again versus, hey, can we as a world stay in place for two weeks, three weeks so that we are able to curb this thing and then, you know, we'll talk. No, it's everyone, everyone come home now. So 
yeah, I mean, she sends a text to our group that is like, I'm sure you guys all know, but the U.S. put out a level four travel advisory. In case you don't understand what this means, it means you need to leave in bold right now or be prepared, or, or be prepared to stay in bold for a while. And again, it's, it's that same consciousness that we're talking about. So, and you know, it's an LA Times correspondent. She knows the news. So everyone better listen is very much the vibe. And I, at the time was living with a host brother and a host sister, mis hermanitos, as I like to call them, um, (laughs) both American, um, Nicolas, um, from DC area and son from Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, we had, we were three that had decided to stick it out. We were all living with Patty and Velasquez family here in this giant, lovely home. And, um, we were a real family and we had all decided to stay. Son needed to get back sooner because she had a job, um, that started in June. Nicolas hadn't planned to stay at the school longer than one or two more weeks, but he was willing to because his schedule was a lot more open. Like he had just finished his MFA in directing and has his uh, degree in theater from UCLA. Um, son, yeah, some some sort of economic advisor for um, Capital One for banks. Okay. Yeah, um, and she again, she didn't have her computer with her. She would have felt better about that too. Um, Sun was very on the fence. Like, and once Molly sent the message, I knew Sun was going to leave because she was scared. Like, you know, and everyone's scared to get trapped here. That's just not my consciousness. But I, I, I obviously, based on the numbers, think very differently than most people and my circumstances are different. So there's a lot going into it. But basically that night, also, I could feel that Nicholas was crumbling because they were both son and Nicholas were all Nicholas, as I like to call him, were very worried that our classes with PLQ would stop. And at this point, the three of us, the three of us were all having our teachers come to our house and having class here. So mm-hmm. the, the second floor of our house had turned into a real escuela. So I didn't care as much about that because I was like, we're still living with a Spanish speaking family. School is amazing, but it's superfluous to that. I, I think you're going to learn more by living with a family than going to school. Although and I talked for five hours a day in Spanish with my one-on-one teacher. So it, it, we would have been losing a lot if we, if we lost school, but um, that was a lot more important to them. So basically, you know, the messages continued. Molly was um, being very adamant to people who tried to contribute other viewpoints. And I put my two cents in and I actually got a thumbs up from Molly which <laughs> felt big in the vibe of that conversation. Also want to throw in, I've said this a lot of times to my parents, my host parents in Spanish, we are always and constantly told, I mean, we're just fed fact as it was presented to us that the U.S. is the safest place in the world. There are no questions about this. There's nowhere safer to be than the U.S. There's nowhere that things are better than in the U.S. But, you know, if shit hits the fan, you better get back to the U.S. because at least we have infrastructure there. I just think that there are a lot of different factors that come into something like this. And for instance, the whole country of Guatemala has come in on a nationwide curfew and people are taking it seriously here as a nation and they're cohesive and they're together and it's one message. Like Mm -hmm. that's a lot safer than what's going on in the U.S. No No one knows what the hell is going on in the U.S. and it's scaring Guatemalans. There is no clear message. It, no, nowhere is doing the same thing. Do you know when you'll be able to return? Is there a date on no. that yet? 
No, I don't know. But I'm not, see, again, you know, okay, let me first say that I hope that this can show all of us that we should be more flexible in, like, that we don't have as much control over our future or our plans actually coming true as we think we have. You know, I mean, I'm going to be here as long as I'm here. And, you know, there's no excuse to not be doing what my other biggest goals in life professionally and creatively are, which are to be publishing writing and to publish my first book by the end of next year so speaking of writing in your blog you discussed your story like view on life Mm -hmm. has this unique situation inspired you in your writing absolutely absolutely I think in the same way that it can inspire anyone right now which is basically like this is such a dramatic time combined with having a lot more space and time (laughs) that it sort of like gives us a license to share because we're like, whoa, this is, we know this is historic. So whereas actually all the time, every perspective matters and every perspective is sacred, that's really being highlighted right now. So we have that permission, we have that license and we have that time and space. All right. I want to wrap up this interview. What kinds of long lasting effects do you see this experience having in your life? Yeah. I think like many of us, it makes you realize what you took for granted. Yeah. Just being in a crowded restaurant, being at a bar, sitting around sharing a joint with friends, you know, like none of those things are even remotely possible right now also having the ability to get to my family if i if i wanted to so like the freedom of movement but also i think hopefully a lasting reminder of how because this magnifies like crisis magnifies how precious life really is not just what we're missing now but what we still have and i feel so much gratitude for how good my life is right now and how many people are doing amazing things and sharing amazing stories in the world. And I hope that that continues. And I hope that we really do realize that the suffering of any of us is the suffering of all. And another lasting effect, I think that my Spanish is going to get a lot better. (laughs) And uh, stoked to be a part of this. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Your story is awesome. And I just appreciate that you shared your perspective with me and anyone else who might be listening. Thank you. Thank you. For more on Virginia's experiences and some awesome reads, check out her blog on Medium. I'll make sure to include the link in the description below. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Questions from Quarantine. This has been your host, Alicia Kane and I'll see you next time.